Hey everyone, welcome to the Pop Culture Sirens. It's Christine and I have Michaela with me. Hello. Hello. So Michaela, it hasn't been that long since we last spoke, but have you got anything new going on? Uh, hmm. We've got the new NCT 127 repackage soon. So that's exciting. And uh, we heard a few more rumors about NCT 2021. There might be some more new members. <laughs> well, we don't know whether it's one, two or three, but there will be more than 23 members <laughs> in NCT. <laughs> how, how do they manage that? Do they all perform at the yeah. same time? Um. For like one or two songs, yes, but for the most part, it becomes like unit songs because you've got you've got NCT One Two Seven, which is nine members. You've got NCT Dream, which is seven members. Then there's Wavy, which is seven members, and then NCT U can be made up of any of them. A mixture of any members sometimes maybe even one member on their own or just two or ten whatever the song suits there is some crossover with the members in the other groups anyway because like two members of dream are in 127 and one point one member of wavy was in 127 and then we've also still got two left over from 2020 which haven't been put in their group yet and at some point soon, we're going to get NCT Hollywood, which is going to be the American unit, and they're going to have an American talent show to get one member for this unit. But it could be a whole bunch of new people, or they could pull people from existing groups and add them to it. Who knows who's going to be in NCT Hollywood? But it's just, yeah, one member is going to be voted for by the American public which is <laughs> but yeah 2021 we'll get some new members and yeah because they need a group soon for some Chan and Shotaro to be in everyone thought we were going to get NCT Japan because Shotaro is Japanese and we've already got Yuta in 127 and then CT Japan would make sense because Japan's a big market for K-pop. But then they announced all this Hollywood stuff. So it's like, well, if these new members that joined for 2021 are American, then they're clearly going to be in NCT Hollywood. But if they're Japanese, then they could be making NCT Japan after all. But if they end up being completely none of those and being like Chinese or Korean or Thai or anything, then who knows? knows but NCT is a very flexible concept that sounds confusing to keep up with it's great though because there's just a lot of variety like personality wise with all the different members and the music you got so much to choose from and yeah yeah occasionally you do there is Black on Black that was twenty NCT 2018 and had 18 members 
because they added members after that. And then with NCT 2020, we did get Resonate, which was kind of a mixture of a couple of other NCT um, what 2020 songs. But they sort of made them into one big performance video and you had like all 23 of them dancing to that one mm-hmm. <laughs> on stage. That yeah. sounds... Wow. Mm-hmm. I think the most, the biggest band that I like is probably Slipknot. <laughs> oh, this probably has the Japanese most members. Got like hundred, like I know there's at least forty eight in like AK forty eight or something, whatever. There's a Japanese girl group, I think, but I feel like Japan's probably even got more than that somewhere. I guess, wow. and one day, one day, NCT might have that too. <laughs> I saw it was Jimin's birthday on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I don't really follow people's birthdays. Hmm. There's too many. I've just never memorized. But they do make a lot of fans do make big deals out of birthdays, like. <laughs> I think last year some Jimin fans brought a plane, decorated a plane, but then that caused drama because they were like, oh, it's the first ever plane decorated for a K-pop idol when the Chinese Sehun fans had already done that for Sehun before from EXO, but nope, they pretended that didn't happen. (sighs) Still a lot of K-pop, everyone's got to argue over who did what first. But yeah. It's always a very big deal, especially BTS birthdays. They pay for billboards and adverts everywhere and decorate buses and yeah, planes and do light shows and everything. Well, I was just happened to be on Twitter scrolling through the trending topics and I saw that it was Jimin's birthday. There'll be someone's birthday on there nearly every day. Yesterday was Yang Yang's. <laughs> See, the SM ones I know because I play this uh, rhythm game mm-hmm. where you just like tap along to the song and you get points and stuff. And because it's the whole company of SM, when it's someone in SM's birthday, you get bonus gifts. So I know yesterday was Counter and Yang Yang's birthday because I got some premium photo cards. <laughs> cool. Then I felt. I mean, I will admit there are some K-pop birthdays I remember because they're really obvious days. Like V from BTS is New Year's Day and like Jaehyun from NCT is Valentine's Day. Mm. Just little ones like that. I know Jin's early December, but I've never actually memorised the day in December. Those days of memorising famous people's birthdays are long gone. Struggle to memorize family birthdays now. I'm getting old. <laughs> That's why I had my kids' birthdays tattooed on me. <laughs> so I wouldn't Small. forget them. I forget Anthony's birthday sometimes. Oh no. Like I my Google calendar reminds me when it's coming up. But if somebody mm. just offhandedly asks me when Anthony's birthday is, I'm like, uh February something. <laughs> No, I get that. I think Facebook makes things easier as well. 
like I know your birthday's in January but I thought sometimes I have to like oh I need to get something quick I need to check how long I've got to get it (laughs) (laughs) using your Facebook profile that's fine (laughs) what would you do if I hid my birthday you would probably get everything late (laughs) (laughs) that's okay so I don't really have anything going on. The most exciting thing I did was order a new septum piercing and a new, a new septum ring and a new lip ring. Oh. That's the most exciting thing I've done in the past week. <laughs> no. So. My uh, septum, my new septum ring. It's going to be black with a skull on it. Oh. And my new lip ring is going to be silver with a little little, uh, jewel in it. Is the skull not going to, like, tickle you? No, it's, like, it's, like, down at the bottom. I don't know. We'll see. I'll have to show you a picture of it. I have always had just I just put the banana bar in my nose so like most people don't even know about my septum pierced because I just put like an eyebrow bar in it can you even see yeah I can see it yeah sometimes it just looks like I have a metal bogey but that's about it and it's like I feel like if I'd put a real one in now so like I have worn bigger bars they were twisted around anyway but I feel like they would just tickle me now and yeah but it's just such a pain in the ass to change them. And I just could not be bothered with that these days. I'm so when I changed out. it to this, I just could not go back. <laughs> I'm weirded out about changing my septum pierced. Because this is the one I got pierced with. Mm. I'm weirded out about changing it. Huh. Why? I don't know. I think it's going to feel weird. <laughs> no, the big horseshoe one's like, it's fine because it's on the outside. It's when you're having to like proper get your fingers right you know to get the ball on the one that's inside <laughs> that's the hard part <laughs> I'm sure I'll manage <laughs> I've even got um, one of those ones that clip in mm-hmm. it's sort of like there's this like, bar that goes through the nose part and then it has like a, a droopy down and then some diamonds on the underneath but I've only worn that like once because again I had to change it back to my banana bar and that took so long I just can't be bothered <laughs> I need to change my lip bars though because the paint has all come off one but not the other so I've got like one silver and one black and it looks weird they need to match I'm getting a little um, hoop for my lip. I like the hoops mm. better than the bars. Mm. So, did you ever watch that 70s show? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's getting a spinoff. called that 90s show it's going to be about donna and eric's daughter 
and the the, the parents are going to be in it you know um red and kitty mm. i just read about it the other day but guess what donna and eric named their daughter christine <laughs> leia ah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was an eight show, there wasn't that, that failed miserably. Yeah, but I think this is going to do better because it's based on the original cast. Mm. But I, mm. I haven't heard any mention of Donna and Eric being in it, so I don't know if they're, like, going to kill them off or write them out of the show or what. Because mm. Topher Grace is in another TV show right now. Oh, I guess you do have the advantage though that the nineties are quite popular now and very heavy on the nostalgia part. So, yeah, I guess it's been that long since the seventies show that chrono- chronologically it would be that jump. It probably actually is the correct amount of time for that to have passed by now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's going to be on Netflix, I believe, because it's only getting a 10 series or a 10 show episode mm. season. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be on Netflix. Mm. So if Netflix, bleh, Netflix is producing it, it's probably going to be good. Netflix. I don't know, Netflix doesn't do too bad usually. I want to watch that show Midnight Mass on Netflix, but I'm afraid. <laughs> I've seen a clip of that on TikTok. That's about it. Because it looks good. It's a religious horror story. But if it's got jump scares, I can't handle it. Uh, And everybody keeps telling me the jump scares aren't that bad. But yet the fact that there's still jump scares. Maybe get one of the the girls to watch it. Yeah, but the girls make fun of me for not liking horror movies. They're like, Mom, you'd be afraid of this movie and this movie, and it's not even that scary. Uh, Maybe there's the one that... Oh, sorry. Spoil all the um, jump scares, and you can find out exactly where they are. So much do in a website for that. I know that there is a website about if the dog dies Mm. and there's a dog that dies in Midnight Mass. I got you. Yeah. So. No, yeah. I know there's websites that list like all trigger warnings these days. So I have finished three books. I'm still four books behind on my challenge, my reading challenge on Goodreads. (laughs) 
So now I'm reading there's someone inside your house. Mm. And they just made a movie of it on Netflix. So um, it's me. <laughs> wish you were inside my house. Don't look under the bed. And there was a little bit of ASMR for you. So there's a, a movie on Netflix that I'm going to watch and probably be scared. The book won't bother me at all. Yeah. Well, you can't get a jump scare in a book. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll probably be scared of the movie. I told the girls that they have to watch it with me. They'll probably just make you jump on purpose. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I do to my mom. <laughs> They are a little assholes, so maybe. <laughs> so there's a rumor that Chris Evans and Selena Gomez are dating. Floating around on the internet. That's be random. I know I don't see them as a couple. I wonder where that rumor came from. I can't find any like information on it, just that it's a rumor. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, well, whatever makes people happy, I guess. She's a bit young. Very young. Right. Should have been like eight when not another time movie come out but yeah <laughs> I don't see much truth in it but I guess we'll see mm. and back to horror movies not another or not another teen movie Jesus I Know What You Did Last Summer is getting a series on Amazon. Okay. Well, it comes out the 15th. Yeah. Can't they leave the past in the past? I don't know, but I saw a clip and it looks like it starts the same way they hit a guy with their car. Leave the past in the past. Make new things for what's. Everything's getting things. rebooted. Does this mean we're old? Yeah. <laughs> Someday Twilight's going to be rebooted. <clears throat> Hopefully better. <laughs> I've been waiting for the foreign remake because honestly... I feel like Japan or Korea could do a pretty good job with it, but they haven't done it yet. <laughs> Run into a TV show. It'd be fine. Oh, if Netflix turned Twilight into a TV show, I'd be so happy. <laughs> They'd be spaced to put the blood typing scene. <laughs> There was space to put it in the original goddamn movie. They just didn't. True that. They made that stupid reveal scene. And the stupid spider monkey. 
Yes. I blame Melissa. She's 100% to blame. But yeah, I know what you did last summer is getting a, a remake. Done then. I'm probably going to watch it because I liked the movie, but. I say I'm probably going to watch a lot of things, and what have I watched? Nothing. I really need to start <laughs> watching things. You know what? Out of the old horror movies from that era, I think the one that I think would work best as a TV series, Urban Legends. Yeah, that one that would work. Would be a good TV show. Because there's so do... many little stories they could do. Yeah, they not just a... the horror movie going on in that university, but also the origins of these urban legends. Yeah, that would be a good series. I mean, it'd be better than just doing Scream or I know we did last summer. Speaking or, of Scream, yeah, the Exorcism movie. <laughs> Scream Five comes out in January. What was the last Scream then? I thought that was five. I guess not. I didn't watch Scream 4 because I don't think the original cast was in it. I can't remember. I think one of them, I think the main girl was. She was Emma Roberts' aunt or something. No, she was someone's aunt, I think. Well, Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, and David Arquette are going to be in Scream 5. The one I watched... It was Emma Roberts, right? I swear New Campbell was in it. Oh, I keep forgetting to get the app back on here. Damn IMDb. I don't remember Scream 4. I watched it at the cinema, but I can barely remember it, to be honest. Um, 2011. No, I wouldn't have watched it because I had kids at that point. Well, they were all in it. I'll have to go back and watch it. One of the little movie theaters by my house is having a screen marathon on Halloween. Mm. Lily wants to go, but I told her she can't because she's not 17 yet. Uh. And I can't, I want to go too, but it's on Halloween. And I have to take Wait. trick-or-treating. There, you have to be 17 over there. Yeah, to see a Raiden R movie. Uh, I wonder if the first one. The credits are. Oh, okay. The first one's 19. Second one. I bet that was 19. But the thing is, I feel like if they came out now, they would. that's 19. Because it just said Scream 4 was a 15. And it was kind of like the same. 
So I feel like if they did come out now, they were probably would have been 15s as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she'd have to be 18 to watch them in England, except for Scream 4, where she could do, there just has to be 15. Yeah, you have to be 17 here. Huh. But that'll be her next birthday, so. And after that, I can just drop her off the movies whenever she wants to watch a scary movie. <laughs> Which is. What are like movie ratings over there? Because ours are so obvious because they're literally numbers that ages. Except for PG and you, but uh we have G, PG, PG 13, and then rated R. And rated R is 17 <laughs> and up. Oh, so there's no like middle ground between. No. Because we've got U for kids, PG for kids but <coughs> slightly you know pg then after pg we've got 12i which is that was a new one that came in for a spider-man like spider-man 2 i think they invented the 12a4 like when i was or spider-man i don't know like the toby Maguire era is when we got 12i and it was actually so that it under 12s could go and watch a 12 as long as there was an adult. So 12A was, unless you're under 12. I mean, if you're over 12, anyone, but under 12s needed an adult. And then after that, you've obviously got 12, and then 15, and then 18, and then that's it. And I feel like a lot of your R films might be considered 15 here. Yeah, I'm oh, pretty uptight here. So I'm um, just found Final Destination. That one's a 15. But um, I'm going to assume it was. Yeah. Oh, and then we have rated X, which is 18 and over, which is pretty much porn. Oh, we have nothing after 18. <laughs> when you hit 18, you can watch whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> yeah, so. But I think the movie ratings are dumb. Yeah. I mean, I was watching 18s way earlier than I'm supposed to have been. And I don't know, fine. <laughs> did you? Yes, yes, I did. That's questionable. Uh, <laughs> I'm delightful. My generation watched movies too, yeah. We all turned out great. We don't have trauma <laughs> or mental illness. Or anything. We're Ironically, the films that messed me up the most when I was a kid <laughs> were not the 15s and the 18s. Nah. It was. Okay, so maybe Gremlins, but not normal Gremlins. Because normal Gremlins is like, oh, no, I don't want to go and simply. 
All right, gremlins. Because a specific gremlins three scared the crap out of me. Oh, gremlins is a 15. That's weird because they show it in the daytime around Christmas. <laughs> gremlins is a 15 there? I'm, what is it here? Gremlins two is a 12. That makes no sense. But Gremlins 3 was the one that scared me when I was little, I think. Gremlins here is... No, because that's me. What Gremlins... the frick, Frank? Gremlins here is PG. The frick is... I guess Gremlins 2 was the one that scared me. I didn't know there was only two originally. The one where they're in, like, the news centre. Yeah. It really shit me as a child for some reason. That one's a 12. <laughs> But in looking at these, I have found Gremlins 3. Oh, it's only two minutes long. Okay. Right. Good. Um, and the blob. The blob terrified me. I hated it. You know what movies um, freaked me out when I was a kid? Well, lots of movies freaked me out when I was a kid because I was a little scaredy cat. Yeah. The birds. Uh, I quite liked the birds as a kid. Maybe I know it's scared. My, my nan was scared of the birds, though. No. The blob does not have a rating because it's too old. But what movie so really, really terrified me as a kid that I should not have watched? And somebody should have been monitoring my television usage. Was it Tim Curry one, the miniseries? It. I, I was an adult when I watched that, but I am scared of clowns. But it didn't scare me for some reason. It was like on paper. I think I was about 16, 17 when I watched it. On paper, I should have been terrified because it had so many elements of things I didn't like. But when I was watching it, I was just like, that's Tim Curry. I could see it was Tim Curry. Like everything about it was like, that's Tim Curry. <laughs> <laughs> and so I couldn't see it scary. I was like, it's Frankenfart. <laughs> What's he doing terrorizing the dad from Mates and Balls? <laughs> <laughs> and just, yeah. There's too many elements of things that took me out of the movie, I think. And so I just didn't get scared by it. But the blob. The blob's terrifying. <laughs> I remember watching the, the blob. Another thing that used to scare me when I was little wasn't a movie. It was um, a CD. But it wasn't just the CD on its own. It was the CD paired with the artwork booklet. It was Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds. Mm-hmm. And the songs can be quite creepy, but they are also really good at the same time. But the little artwork booklet that come with the CD had some like weird ass paintings. And like when you read along combined with the music and the speeches going on, it became quite eerie for a child. And yeah, shit me up for a bit because it wasn't far from when I watched The Blob either. 
so I was just terrified of one of the paintings looked like a really weird red goo taking over this town and like yeah <laughs> I was determined some kind of weird goo was going to get me as a child <laughs> I, so was many... af- I was Horror afraid videos? of tool videos when I was a kid tool yeah they're videos they had this one like oh, um, no, the rock yeah I was terrified um, of their videos when I was a kid now I love tool but their videos <laughs> were creepy as hell no I had that sort of moment with um the offspring their album because it shit me up the Americana album because I was like oh the monster ate that boy <laughs> and then I remember when Pretty Fly for a White Guy came out it got like number one yeah and the keyboard had like the skulls of decapitated dolls mm-hmm. over it and I was like oh, evil people I was like seven <laughs> eight years old and I was just not happy that he destroyed all those toys and put them on his thing. I mean, fast forward like two, three years, I was like, yes, this is my jam. But at that point in time, I was like, excuse you. <laughs> and I was listening to the cheesy pop. But yeah. <laughs> Did not appreciate the offspring. <laughs> <laughs> at that point in time. This is a spooky episode for spooky season. <laughs> oh, yes. Because they're remaking The Exorcist, too. There's enough exorcism films without remaking the already existing exorcism films. I mean... There's so many. It's like they can't even, they're, they're all gonna be the same. I have a good question though. What? What was the scariest goosebumps episode when you were a kid? I never watched Goosebumps when I was a kid. Ah. <laughs> I watched Are You, you Afraid of the Dumps? No, when I was in middle school, I was reading Stephen King. I there was one R.L. Stein book that creeped me out though more than Stephen King, and I don't Mm. remember what it was. But this girl had her little brother got stuck in a wall, I think, and then one night she's trying to sleep in her bed, and she feels something drip on her forehead. And she goes upstairs and it's her dead parents' blood dripping on her forehead. This was a kid's book. This was a kid's book. And that freaked me out. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Huh. It was an Arnold Stein book. I mean, we used to have these weird collections of books here. I don't know if you ever had them, like Point Romance or Point Horror. 
and stuff. They're just, I don't know, it's just like some company paid people to write books and they'd end up in their collections. Like I liked a few point romances in my favourite books growing up, like this one that was this college girl fell in love with her French teaching assistant and ran off to France to find him. And, oh, shit, what was that? And stuff like that. And But they also did, like, horror books. I mean, I actually got one here that was really cheap from a charity shop. But it's not the one I read as a kid, judging by the names of the stories. But there was one that was used to scare me and make me cry at the same time. I felt like this girl was asleep and every night she'd be woken up by a faint burning smell and like mm-hmm. these jingly noises outside mm-hmm. and like it get worse every year come around Christmas and then one day she found out that when she was little her baby brother died around Christmas in a fire and that's what she was remembering or something I really can't remember it very well it was that long ago but I feel like that's how the plot went (laughs) and I just remember being really sad like oh she loves the baby brother because I have a little brother I used to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark when I was a kid and it never outright scared me but it did creep me out especially the carnival episode i want to say i never watched that one that one was on citv and i watched cbbc it's stupid as that sounds i think it did air here yeah and i couldn't go near scarecrows and garden gnomes for many many years thanks to goosebumps <laughs> Like them were creepy. Like the garden gnomes literally kill people and ants. Oh my god, I was terrified. It's like you know, in the summer when you just get like a little infestation of ants. Yeah. And all you gotta do is put a bit of poison down. But I remember mm, there was that episode where this kid fed the ants like human food, like hot dogs and stuff. He just like threw them in his ant farm. And the ants grew and grew and grew and grew and took over the town and like killed everybody and I was so terrified of these ants getting in the house and eating human food <laughs> <laughs> and it just shit me up for so many years so it doesn't help that the episode ends in what like, that really creepy typical goosebumps way where like it zooms out and there's even bigger ants that are bigger than the earth and you realize that earth is just like a, a human farm for these giant ants <laughs> in the same way an ant farm is a a little pet yeah. for some humans. The humans were the pets for the ants. Didn't they redo but, Goosebumps with Jack Black? Is that what I'm thinking of? Yes. Okay. Yes. But it wasn't so much... They made it completely different. It wasn't so much remaking the show because the show was all the different books, wasn't it? Whereas this was, I think, more about the author. But they oh. obviously brought in classic monsters and stuff. Oh. But actually, I quite liked the Goosebumps movies. It worked for what it was. It made sense. Hmm. It was like, this is Goosebumps. This is 
this is yeah I know it was R.L. Stein's birthday like yesterday or Friday hmm. yeah. I'm not gonna lie that fair street sort of had R.L. Stein vibes to it I don't know why but it did fair street Actually, wasn't R.L. Stein I don't know I did Google it when I watched it, but I can't remember. I do remember reading, I think it was one of my books. But obviously they made them more adult. Yeah, R.L. Stein wrote your street. They are. That makes sense. (laughs) That's where the vibe came from. I think Fear Street was meant to be older than Goosebumps, like for an older audience. Yeah. Yeah. I read Christopher Pike when I was a kid, too. That doesn't ring a ballad, I think. Um, he wrote scary books, too. Uh. Honestly, I think the thing I read the most as a kid were, like, ballerinas and babysitters and stuff. And I have always been adamant that Emma Watson can't act (laughs) (laughs) because she fucked up ballet. She was so bad. And it's like, that is such a classic story. But the BBC, I think it was BBC, I don't know, one of the British show channels adapted ballet shoes and it was just absolutely terrible. And like, I'm always so mad. And I was like, how can they do this so badly? But you know. Yeah, I like stories about ballerinas. Christopher Pike wrote a series called The Last Vampire that came out in 1994. No, it doesn't ring a bell. The thing is, I think it's childhood when you realise there was the gap between the cultures. Like A lot of things did make it over from America, but we also had our own and I don't know if a lot of stuff that was like majorly popular in England when I was a kid made it over to America because like we were all reading Jacqueline Wilson I mean yes you got Harry Potter but did you get the worst witch which was the original Harry Potter no I don't recall the worst witch I think we talked about this when we were talking about how JK Rowling's a cow yeah but no it's like like every girl pretty much or every person that was brought up female in the UK would have read a Jacqueline Wilson book at some point in their childhood it's just the way it was probably would have been Tracy Beaker but it might not have been the illustrated mom was very popular and you had your girls in love and girls under pressure and all them double acts Dustbin baby. All sorts. Actually, there was a TikTok account that went through uh, the plots of Jacqueline Wilson books and like it just rated how fucked up the plots were. <laughs> I mean, Dustbin baby is exactly what you think it's about. You know what fucked up plots I read when I was a kid that I shouldn't have? VC Andrews. I don't know, don't 
You don't know who V.C. Andrews is? No. Oh, my God. She wrote Flowers in the Attic. Oh, I thought of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That all is, that all is her books have incest in them. Mm. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> you know what, though? I feel like you'd probably appreciate some Jacqueline Wilson. Because she wrote real stuff that made it easy for kids to understand. But not like kid kid, but like young teenage kid. So Illustrated Mom was about a mom. She had lots of tattoos and she was a cool mom. And she had these daughters and you had the typical struggles of like no money and struggling to get by, getting bullied. But then the mom has a, I think she ended up being bipolar or schizophrenic. But it was the way Jacqueline Wilson used to bring in things like mental health and shine lights on things in ways for younger kids that was like this is a thing that happens but it's just a thing that happens do you know what I mean yeah like it was the scene where the mom was trying to cover up her tattoos because I think some people had said things and she was literally painting herself with like you know like gloss paint for a door Mm -hmm. she was trying to paint herself with it and that's when the mom ended up in hospital and stuff yeah and like the girls in love and the girls under pressure series dealt with things like eating disorders and grooming and (laughs) how you view your body and things you know what Jacqueline Wilson does has a lot of props (laughs) See, we didn't have her when I was a kid. The young adult section sucked. It was like this little tiny section at the library that's maybe as big as my living room, like as long as my living room. That's about it. And so that's why I ended up reading like. Stephen King and D.C. Andrews and Anne Rice and stuff like that because the young adult section Hmm. sucked. I mean, I read a young adult books as every Hmm. now and then, but they mostly sucked. And now young adult is like a huge genre. Hmm. I'll admit, as a kid, I read one adult book. And that was Carrie. But honestly, that one kind of had young adult vibes. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, that one's so a about little bit more teenager. Yeah. And then I don't... I'm not sitting here, like, looking at, thinking of the books I'd read after Twilight. <laughs> I'm trying to work out if any of them were at all. <laughs> I mean, maybe Wicked? Does that count? Yeah, Wicked's an adult book. Warm Bodies? No, Warm Bodies is the YA book. Uh, uh, oh, there's that uh, biography I read. 
Let's Pretend This Never Happened by Jenny Lawson. That was funny because she's funny. It was the blogger, so I think she'd be a famous blogger. And yeah, she released a book and it was absolutely hilarious. But yeah, honestly, my book collection is young adult. That's the way it is. <laughs> my book collection is mostly young adult. I have very few adult books. Mm. The Host, does that count as an adult book? No, that's a YA book. Uh, then, 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 yeah, no, these are all young adult books. But young adult is, there's like, <laughs> there's like young, young adult and then older young adult. Yeah. And a lot of the young adult, the older young adult books I've been reading have had sex scenes in them. Mm. In fact, this one book that I was ready, reading that was young adult, I had cut a girl fingering herself. Okay. In front of her husband. And She's I got like, a husband. Yeah, they were forced to get married. It was an enemies to lovers book. And she gets married okay. at like 18. Because she's forced to. She's a witch. And the only way to save her life is to get married. That's sad. Yeah. Yeah, my book collection's so young adult. This is painful. Literally, I've got City of the City of Fallen Ashes, so more instruments. The host, more more instruments. A Harry Potter book, that's a skinny one. Which one's that? Probably the first one. Chamber of Secrets. Mm. See? Chamber of Secrets, the UK cover. <laughs> uh, see, glass. Right, there's no organization here, by the way. Uh, Mockingjay, one of the House of Night books, and which thicker Harry Potter, Goblet of Fire. Hunger Games, Guitar Girl, Wicked, Red, which is definitely teenage because that is about a beauty pageant in a town where everyone idolises red hair. And this girl's mom has been dyeing her hair red since she was a child and no one knew. Um, you know what you so might like? The book Dumpling. I liked the film. I did like the film. The film sucks compared to the book. Oh, well, I liked the film. <laughs> it was heartwarming. Hunger Games, Twilight, 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 Twilight. The Uglies, Warm Bodies. Um, something called Dead that I never read. I think I accidentally brought the third in a book series. Because book series don't like to tell you what number they are. Why? It's really stupid. Sometimes one doesn't have time to Google a whole book series while they're in a shop. Uh, when it happens. I don't know what that's about. I know I read it on holiday one year. Um, Dead Until Dawn. Is that the first one? Uh, the Sucky Stackhouse. Dead Until Dawn? I think that's... Judging by the covers I brought, it's the one that's got the lips, so I think it's the first one. Yeah, that's the first and one. And then Fall in, Fall in Torment, some more House of Nights. Uh, Baby Sits Club, <laughs> Paper Towns, 
another house a night um something about werewolves that i got for free at twilight convention and did not read my mom did ballet shoes hush hush silence crescendo uh, another house a night another sucky stack house delirium glass sword i think that's a sequel yeah red queen the red brown. yeah that divergent insurgent son of a witch wicked sequel another house tonight clockwork prince and then i have a selection of sarah manning books that i have not read yet but she wrote my favorite book guitar girl but again she wrote teenage fiction and i have a large number of geek girl books I don't know if they got popular in America because they're very, very English. But they got really popular here. I've never heard of them. They got pretty popular among, like, the young adult crowd. It was a geeky girl who ended up becoming a supermodel. But there's way... I've only got four of them. But there's, like, so many now. Uh, Vampire Academy, which I did not read. A Fangirl, which I have not finished. Um, the Angel series by Ella Weatherly, which I did finish, and that was really good. And some really cheap, weird books that I got really cheap from the works, like £2. But you know what? These two, Emma loves LA and Jessie loves New York City, were pretty good. They were cheesy, but they were pretty good. Keris Stanton. Uh, Caitlin Moran book. I liked her TV show, Raised by Walls, but we couldn't get into the book. And Will Grayson, Will Grayson. And then the Maze Runner series, which I've never bothered to read because I don't want to. But I got the Maze Runner series for Christmas. And that's all the books I own. Apparently, oh, there is a lot more. Look, I can't even go to bed. <laughs> I just have to say one thing. What? Your lack of organization literally drives me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I even have gaps now. There's no, gaps. That's unacceptable. Because uh, I took a bunch of books downstairs for my mum. Because she kept buying books. I was like, Mum, I've got loads of books you could read. So that is where all the Morganville lives, downstairs. I think one of the divergence is downstairs. Uh, a couple more copies of the house, uh, City of... What's the first one? City of Glass. Let's see. Oh, it's just City of, City of Bones. Yeah, City of Bones is the first one. Yeah, I've got like two, three copies of that downstairs, but they've all got autographs in. Yeah, there is a few more young adult downstairs. Yeah. If I were to list off all the books I own, we'd be here for another two hours. <laughs> yeah. So I had a job interview at Books A Million. I saw. I hope you get it. I hope I get it too. (laughs) I don't think I got it because I'm only available on the weekends. Well, isn't that peak time for shopping? Yeah, but I don't think I got it. Oh. Because I think he was looking for people with more varied schedules. Uh. Um. But he was like, why are you interviewing here? And I was like, because books, duh. <laughs> why, why else would somebody work at a bookstore? Money. 
And he was like, well, what's your favorite? What's your go-to genre? And I was like, young adult fantasy. He was like, oh, there's a couple other people that work here that like the same thing. Oh. And I was like, cool. Oh, you could have like built-in friends with that job. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope you get it though, so you can get like discount. Because <laughs> God knows you're gonna need it. <laughs> yes. Arwen put books on her wish Christmas wish list. Like actual oh. books, not just manga. <laughs> Which I'm excited for. But she's like, Mom, if it comes down to it, I'd rather have clothes than books. And I was like, oh. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, that's I think is we're in the modern era. You could just get her a Kindle and she could find ways of getting books herself. I feel like people don't get Kindles anymore. I have a Kindle and I don't use it. I don't even know where it is. I've got a Kindle. I also don't use it. Except I was an idiot because I couldn't be bothered to hold Midnight Sun in my hands because it's so big. I brought it on both. It's like I need the physical copy for my collection, but I can't be bothered to read that. So I'm going to have to buy it on Kindle as well. Like, how did I become that kind of person that has a Kindle because they can't be bothered to hold books? But I don't use it anyway because I'm reading webcomics on my phone instead. Shame. Like, I'll just look at pretty pictures instead. I don't I'm really... of the cartoon men. I don't really like reading on the Kindle. Eh, about the same to a book for me. Plus, I like collecting the actual book. Mm. Like I like having my own personal library. I mean, mm. I know I could have hundreds and hundreds of books on my Kindle, but I forget about them when they're on my Kindle. At least in my library, I can see them. Yeah. Now, if it's something I genuinely really like, I would get both. As I say, I got both with my Nightstone. Or if it's something I read on, or like back in the day, if I read something on my Kindle I really liked, I would make an effort to buy the physical copy as well. Just because I like owning things. The thing is, I know I can read manga on the Kindle, but I don't want to pay £4 to read a manga on the Kindle where it's definitely not going to have colour. Even though manga doesn't usually have colour, but... I want physical copies. I don't want to pay four pounds or like even more for a manga on my Kindle when I can read a manga on my phone for, you know, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And especially some of the stuff I'm reading doesn't, it hasn't even been like legally licensed to be written in English anyway, so I've got to read it illegally and translated. But the ones I do want to buy, I can't buy because they don't exist very cheaply. As I say, I'm only I've only got two over on high school host clubs, and they should be dirt easy to get, but they're not. And fruits basket you'd think would be piss easy to get, but it's not. <laughs> if I want them, it's like twelve pounds a book, and that's fifteen seconds of reading. 
Yeah, when you next time you come over here, you're gonna have to. I'll take you to Books a Million, and you can load up a suitcase with manga. You know what? Though I bet I would probably just end up with the same problem of them only having. I mean, price-wise, we better, but knowing my look, it'll all be just be the shonen stuff, and then I've showed you. I like the girly mangas. But knowing them, it'll all be Dragon Ball and Attack on Titan and the usuals. One Piece. Yeah. Though saying that I did get the first Aaron High School Club when I was with you. It's taken me this taken me this long to get the second one. <laughs> I'm only two volumes in. <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> And I've already hit a wall because I can't find three. <laughs> What's it called? Iron High School Host Club. <laughs> yeah, I got this one when I was at yours. You know what, though? They said it was $10 in America and £7 in England. Like, that. that's... <sighs> And I could find it for seven pounds in England. See, I got this when I was with you. I'm not. I'm not finding it either. It's very old. When's it from? I don't know how you find out the age of a manga. But I mean, the anime is pretty damn old now. Like when you watch it, it goes to stops being widescreen. <laughs> yeah, it's not even available on Amazon. Yeah, I can't get it on Amazon. Have you got fruits basket over there? Yeah, we. Yeah, Iron likes fruit baskets. I think. I like fruit basket. It's cute. I am reading that right now, actually, but, you know, in the not-so-legal way. Because I can't find it in the legal way. Also, that'd be a lot of volumes. (laughs) It's a lot of money. Web comics are a lot easier though because I can read web comics legally for free on Webtoon app. It, it's taking the piss trying to slowly read Girl Who Sees Smiles because I can read one chapter a day. But it's better than all the others where I'm reading them, whereas they're updating and I get one chapter a week. <sighs> I'm reading a lot of webtoons at once. I can't read more than one thing at at one uh, a time. I marvel at the book reviewers that can read multiple books at one time. I cannot do that. Uh, it depends if it exists in full. If like I can't like read three web comics at once if they are all complete. I will have to finish one and then finish one and then finish one. If they're updating, I can. It's like with watching K-dramas. 
I can watch like Samurai if they're all on air at the moment and I have to wait for new episodes. But if I'm watching an already complete one, I have to go right to the end. Which then does throw me off if I am watching current ones because I will fall behind in a couple of those because I have to finish the complete one. Unless Hometown Cha 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 is on because that takes precedent. Did you watch Squid Game? Not yet, but Mm -hmm. Ashley's off for an extra two days this week. So one of those days we will probably bust Squid Game out. Because the family are going on holiday and we have the house to ourselves. So we have lots of one, two, seven stuff to catch up on. Because, yeah, they even did the Korean SNL. So that should be funny. And we got to watch that. Yeah, it's a good game. Hmm. I still haven't decided if I'm going to watch it yet. Mm -hmm. And the Babysitter's Club starts Monday. So there's that too. Yep. I have lots to watch. I haven't watched anything in months. Mm. Like literally months. I haven't watched anything. I've just been reading and doing nothing. I'm currently watching a few things. I've got Hometown Cha Cha Cha, Yumi's Cells, You Raised Me Up, Lovers of the Red Sky, and then I fill the gap with something that's already complete and I have already watched. So I just rewatched her private life, which is about a fangirl. And just before that, I rewatched Am I Ghost? And I'm thinking of rewatching To the Beautiful You. <sighs> Haven't decided. Actually, there's a new one about to start tomorrow that I want to watch as well. So there'll be two episodes a week of that one too. Huh. Maybe I need to not watch something new then. Because that's pretty much a week taken up with all the currently airings. I don't know. And as I say, I'm reading like a lot of webtoons. So one app's not updating, so I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if they've been hit by legal stuff because it's, you know, the not so legal. But I get about two, three stories a day on webtoons, so it's fine. Like that one day a week where I get seven stories and I'm like, mm, I can't use myself that a bit better. I still have to watch Panic on Amazon based on the Warren Oliver book that came out the beginning of summer, I think. Mm. I still have to watch that. To watch Lucifer final season. There's a couple other things I said on here that I was going to watch that I never watched. <laughs> see, this is what, see, I, I argued with myself about setting a reading limit on Goodreads this year or a challenge limit. Yeah. Because on one hand, it's a good goal for me to obtain 50 books, but mm-hmm. On the other hand, I stress out if I don't hit that goal. Yeah. And I guess with your jobs at the start of the year, it made it harder for you to um, 
read back then, so I guess you're playing catch up now, aren't you? Yeah. And plus, Legendborn took me like a month because I just wasn't in the mind space to read. Hmm. So I'm four books behind. Uh. So. All right. You ready to wrap this up for today, for this week? Okie doke. Okie dokie. Well, thank you everybody for listening. We hope you continue to listen. We're about to record some book reviews, so I hope you listen to those too. Hmm. Um, you can follow us at Two Pop Sirens on Instagram and Two Pop Sirens on Twitter. You can follow me at I'm a Nerdy Girl on Instagram and I'm a Nerdy Girl 82 on Twitter. I am I Heart the Doctor everywhere that I can be I Heart the Doctor. Yes, she is. We're both easy to find. Come find us. Mm-hmm. We have no be lives. Warned. I would say be warned. I'm like a K-pop account, but I'm really not. <laughs> I feel like I'm a K-pop account because all I follow is K-pop. But if you look at my tweets, it's just pictures of my pets. Or me giving commentary on something really random. <laughs> I saw your most recent pictures of your pets. They're adorable, aren't they? I think people are getting bored of me posting pictures of my pets. I don't think that's possible. So. I have no life. What else am I going to... It's not possible either. <laughs> I have no life. What else am I supposed to take pictures of? I don't do anything. Exactly. Same. <laughs> Except this Friday, this Saturday, we're supposed to go to the corn maze. But we have to go during the day because Anthony has to work at night. So, Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. I'm going to get memory start coming up soon on Facebook. I'm coming to you. Yep, you are. Yeah. Two more years and you can come. (laughs) I mean, yesterday I had three years since BTS. Three years? Three years. Wow. Yeah. It's about to be. Is it four years since you? Four or five. Four. Yeah, I think four because you were supposed to visit last year. Mm. But COVID. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.